Hi, y'all. This is Tiffany. I have a confession to make. I did kill Gizmo, and you're listening to a Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 23. I was so, like, shook. Not shook. I was so, like, what? By your, like, (laughs) enthusiasm that I was like, what do I say next? (laughs) I have a zest for life tonight. Okay. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Just kidding. I had a horrible day. (laughs) So I have to make up for it. Yes. Look, you're willing the universe Mm -hmm. to give you a good day. Look, we had a good dinner. We did. We, We did. And we went shopping for 30 minutes before it closed to our salvage place. And I got a painting for $8. It was 90% off. Yeah. And it's like one that I really like. So anyway, here we go. And that's why I have a pep in my step or seat. You know who else has a pep in their step? Tiffany Lee. Mm -hmm. And you know what else she did? She killed. She took credit for gizmo mm-hmm. will edited out all the others that she listed uh, it was way too long he yeah. was like girl please it was from went from gizmo to luke perry and so <laughs> many in between <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about tiffany kills people with her words <laughs> she kills them with their love what movie girl please i'm not talking to you i'm talking to them and them says the green mile <laughs> okay so you ready freddy oh i'm ready read me that story okay hey ladies yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's cool hello from your favorite seminarian oh marie i hope you're all doing well and surviving this crazy rain shenanigans i finally decided that i need to get these two stories down on email and get them to you thank you Number one, my Aunt Charlie, imagine Charlie but with an SH, died on February 23rd, 1984, when she was 13 years old. Oh, gosh. No one talks about it, and over the years, I've noticed the story keeps changing as to what happened to her. The official story was that she was accidentally killed when her brother and my uncle, Mark, was cleaning a gun. Oh, fuck. However, I've been around enough cops and rednecks with guns... (laughs) She is from Mississippi. To know that the gun is taken apart when you're cleaning it, which makes it virtually impossible to shoot someone. Also, they were the only two people in the house when it happened, and the shooting occurred in a bedroom, not in the kitchen, where I've always been told it happened. Oh. My. God. Charlie was my aunt on my biological father's side of the family, and I don't have any contact with that side as my parents divorced when I was four, and toxic relationships are a bitch. Lord, don't I know. However, when I have asked questions, my biological father always told me that he believed it was murder. My mother and my stepfather, both cops, also said they felt it was murder. Back when I was recovering from the insane surgery of December 2018... Oh, I remember that... mm -hmm. I started working on some genealogy and started looking for Charlie's obituary to see what I could learn from it. I couldn't find a damn thing. No obituary, no news stories, nothing. As a historian and amateur sleuth, I was like, what the fuck? I'm currently on the hunt for the police report and will be scouring the newspaper archives 
over spring break to see what I can find. Next week makes 35 years since she died, and I want to make sure that she is more than just a footnote in my family. Oh my gosh. She was a person who had her entire life ahead of her, only to have it taken away by an ass nugget. (laughs) I've heard ass hat. I have never heard ass nugget. And I am stealing that, Marie. Right? Okay, she said updates to come. Two, in other news, when my mother and stepfather married, we moved into my stepfather's grandparents home and then she's going to call him daddy throughout the rest of the thing okay important fact both grandparents died in this house i've always been a little sensitive so from the jump four-year-old me knew the place was haunted my sisters and i would hear voices see shadow figures and just always knew we weren't alone when one of my brothers was a baby my mom was taking a nap and didn't hear him crying Also, we were all gone, so it's just her and my infant brother in the house. Mama said she heard a voice in her ear that said, Mary, get up. She rolled over thinking she was dreaming, but the voice spoke again, saying, Mary, get up. The baby is crying. Holy fuck. She woke up and heard my brother. My room was the one where Daddy's grandfather had died, so I always felt an interesting male presence in that room. Not mean, but not cuddly either. He never spoke, but I knew he was there. Finally, when I was a senior in high school, my daddy and my two brothers and I were all home and asleep in different parts of the house. Daddy was asleep in the recliner in the living room, and he felt a hand on his shoulder and an older man's voice screaming, Wake up, Don, in his ear. He woke up in time to hear hairspray cans exploding in the bathroom. The back part of the house caught on fire from a gas leak in the bathroom heater. Oh, my God. We ran out of the house, and 10 minutes later, the house blew up. Blew the fuck up. Holy fuck. If Granddaddy and Grandma Go Lightly had not gotten Daddy awake, we would have all died. Oh, my gosh. I know. I also worked in Savannah for a few years doing ghost tours, and that place is for real, too. There was one house that I had to cross the street to get away from during my tours because standing in front of it gave me splitting headaches. I can give you more stories later. Thanks again for being awesome and always creeping it real. Wowza. Whoa. I have so many questions about right? the aunt and your uncle. Like, what happened to him? Did, did it all just disappear? Did he yeah. go on and live his best life? Like, what happened with him? And then I have a story kind of not that to that extreme of, like, a ghost being, like, wake up kind of thing. But my brother-in-law, Mark... He's from New Orleans, and his, I mean, born and raised, like, his mama is from New Orleans, so she has, like, a thick New Orleans accent. He was making red beans and rice, and you cook the red beans overnight, like, he cooks them in the crock pot and stuff. Yeah. So, the water goes down, and so you have to keep adding water, or it burns the beans. And in the middle of the night, he heard his mama go, Mark, check your beans. <laughs> And, like, he got up, and they were almost out of water, so he had to add water to it. Oh, so, my God. Mock, check your beans. Oh, my God. You do sound... Like, I don't know her, but, like, I, I'd i be like, damn. hmm Wow. That was really good, Marie. Yes. Seriously, goosebumps, though, about the house blowing up. I, at first, I mean, like, that's one of my biggest fears, too, of, like, my house burning down. Mm-hmm. Especially as a plus-size girl, because I'm not trying to put my size out there to be like... <laughs> Give me a size, blah, 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 pants, socks, yes. shoes, underwear, bras, shirt. I don't know why shirts was my last one. 
You know I named socks, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Deodorant, baby powder. <laughs> hashtag Lane Bryan, hashtag Tord, yeah. hashtag Old Navy Plus. Yes. <laughs> hashtag sorry my shit's so expensive. <laughs> hashtag welcome to being an extra large pizza. <laughs> I would, like, get my insurance company the bill, and they're like, why is it $75 for one pair of underwear? Be like, well, what happens when you're plus size? Yeah, exactly. More pounds, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, true story. Old Navy was having a sale, and they get me on their fucking advertising on their email list every freaking time. So I clicked on it because, again, I'm saying I don't need to buy extra shit. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, well, look, and they have these shirts that I've been wanting for like two dollars. I was like, what? And then I clicked on it, and it didn't have my size. And I was like, wait, huh? I was in the fucking normal section. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let me see how good it is on the plus $11. Uh Uh-uh. $11. And that one's on sale. I was like, the other one was two. Uh Uh-uh. You could, four. I mean, do four. Do six. That's fine. 11? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, no, bitch. I was like, uh, goodbye. Anyway. Files up. Okay. Good story. (laughs) Talking about a budget. Now that's fucking scary. (laughs) Hey girls, I'm a writer by heart, so sorry if this is as long as a novel. But y'all had asked in the Facebook group for me to write in, so here's a tiny bit about my haunted house story. All we know about the history is that one of the richest families that lived in the town at the time built it, but for some reason never lived in it that we know of. He also built several other houses in town for friends and family, around when the town was first growing from a country-slash-Cajun town to a city, 1974, I think. If I remember right, he actually lived in a nice hotel in town and not the house. For some reason, he built the house like a fortress. It almost looks like a castle in a nice, normal neighborhood. He built the third and second floor with concrete floors, which is really strange. We found out during renovations that he had put steel X-like anchors in the wall for support, we guess. No builder can explain it. Weird. Yes. It has all the gates, like I said, and has bars on the window, which this is the nicest part of town, so that's strange. He gave the house to his son when his son got married. They lived in it for a short while, then had a bad divorce. They moved out and left a lot of stuff behind and didn't try to sell it for years. My dad wrote a book that got us a good chunk of money, so we moved from our little country home into the city because of the screaming deal on this house. My parents pretty much gutted it to make sure everything was up to code and safe. One common thing that has happened from the first renovation till now is construction workers will just quit. Sometimes even leave tools behind. What? The worst event I witnessed was when a quote-unquote prophet came to pray over the house, one of many. They went to the mother-in-law's suite. The door in the video is the mother-in-law's door to the pool. The prophet said something crazy like my dad had pissed off some big demons because he preaches overseas a lot. I was kicked out of the room after that and didn't come back down till I heard screaming. One of my older sisters, I'm the youngest by seven in 10 years, suddenly went violent, stating how we were all going to die. 
Of course, we all started counseling after that. Apparently, my sister had been having dreams of locking us in the house and setting it on fire. Oh, God. We moved her somewhere else for a while, and she's never been like that again. Holy Hannah. The house is always breaking. Fires, flooding from the pipes, roofs caving in, and especially wasps, which for years have had different specialists say they couldn't figure out why or where. My parents are older now and spent most of our money on this house and health. Since we moved in, everyone is always getting hurt or sick. My dad's had several neck and back surgeries and other family members as well. Before I moved seven hours away for college, I kept feeling like someone was watching me while I slept. At points, I saw a dark figure in the doorway. All I can make out was the size and what looked like a smile. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh my God. Not a good smile. I can't explain it. I've always seen random shapes and shadows there. Once after a night of seeing a shadow, I woke up with strange marks on my arms. Mm-mm. One night, I heard talking in the kitchen. I swore someone broke into our house because I didn't know the voices. I was dumb and decided to hide and listen. Girl, that's me. Little Donna. (laughs) Finally, I ran in there and no one was there. I ran into my parents' room and told them, and of course we just prayed, and they went to sleep while I shook in bed. Random doors will lock. Things will be taken and sometimes never seen again. You can hear people walking when no one's there. Phones always cut out or make weird noises. TVs cut off and on. Even with new electrical and protectors, we'll still get strange power surges. No other house will have them. We catch strange things on the cameras all the time. Once my father was in Indonesia and had me drive two hours because he kept seeing what looked like a man in the house on the camera. Nothing was there. We've heard whispers about strange things. Once my mom heard something whisper, get out, when she was in the attic. Hold up. Your dad sent you to your house by yourself? <laughs> he didn't call the cops? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Shit, I didn't even think about that. That's savage. <laughs> Damn. She doesn't go up there at all anymore. The only person who does now is my husband. I once had a very detailed dream where I was seeing through something's eyes as it tried to get in the house and was watching us. I could feel the hate. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. My parents are moving out in a couple of months to pretty much gut the house again and quote-unquote fix it. I really hope they find peace at a new rent house and not move back in because after so many fixes and profits, it's still the same. That's the most I've ever told about the goddamn house at one time, and I even feel crazy scared typing it. Andrea, I hope I didn't jump around in the stories too much. I'll send a picture of the house from Google Maps. Oh, my God. It's a pretty house. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I wouldn't fucking live there, but it's a pretty Uh, house. Right? Holy fuck. The dream that she had where she's Mm -mm. seeing through something else's eyes and it wants to get in and uh uh-uh. No, ma'am. I just think, like, aren't your parents tired? You know, like... Yeah, gosh. I hope that they, like you said, they go to a rental house and they just sleep. Yes. Oh, my God. And just get better. Mm -hmm. Like, have that weight lifted off of them. Mm -hmm. Dang. Hello, lovely ladies. Greetings from England. Ooh, hi. Hello. First off, I have to say how much I love your podcast. 
I have about an hour's commute to work, and you girls keep me chuckling and gasping all the way, but it does mean I've had some strange looks from passers-by when my face is screwed up while you're reciting the particularly gruesome story. (laughs) I've got a couple of stories for your sinister sightings, one true crime and a couple supernatural. I'll start with a true crime since it's factual. Flashback to 1992, and a pudgy four-year-old me is playing in the front garden with the neighbor kids. A guy from the neighborhood, I'll call him Mr. Smith, walks past and stops and stares at me and my little playmates. Chatty me starts blathering at him, but my friends, who were several years older, grab me by the hand and drag me inside. They go find their mom, and I can remember being super annoyed that I wasn't still outside playing. A little later that day, I remember talking to a lady in a suit about seeing Mr. Smith. That was all I remembered until I was in my late teens and went to the pub one day with the same childhood friend. I don't remember how we got to it, but we ended up talking about my fascination with true crime, and one of my friends says it must be thanks to Mr. Smith. I'm confused. What about Mr. Smith is my first question. Turns out that the reason that my friends dragged me away that day was that Mr. Smith was carrying a knife splattered with blood. What? Apparently, baby me was not very observant. He had had major mental health issues and had murdered his wife, two of his children, (gasps) and his parents with a carving knife at lunch before leaving the house and walking to the hospital at the top of our road. Holy fuck. The lady that I had spoken to was from the police station who were investigating the crime. The name is fake as one of his children survived the attack, and I would hate to think of them hearing such an edited version of the day they lost their family, but that's my closest brush with true crime. I can't help but think what might have happened if I had been in the garden by myself. Holy shit. One, that's so respectful of you, and... Too, that is scary as shit. Uh, because not the turn I thought it was. Ta- like I thought he was going to yes. be like a pedophile or something. Yes. Oh my god! Because that's so true, though. Little kids. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, hey, little Donna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're like, do do do. And meanwhile, he's got a fucking bleeding knife. Mm-hmm. So now to the supernatural stuff. I'd like to add a little disclaimer. I am what I call a skeptical believer. Samesies. I believe in spirits and am quite sensitive, but I don't think that is the cause of all things that go bump in the night. Sometimes is old pipes, etc. I will always look for something practical and logical before jumping to the paranormal. Occam's razor and all of that. That being said, I've got one story from my granddad and one that happened to me. I was staying at a flat with my mom near the seaside for a weekend break. Mom snores like a beast. (laughs) So we had two bedrooms, one at the front hers and one at the back mine. The flat was a lovely Georgian building over a little bakery slash cafe on the seafront. Oh my God, that sounds fucking amazing. I feel like that would be in a book. Like, I feel like I just read a book. I'm smarter. I just read a novel. Right? Okay. Holy shit. We'd been out all day, got into the flat and got ourselves settled. Both a bit shattered, we headed to bed early, and I was lying watching some trashy TV on my tablet. I then heard a big thump and shot up to see the bedroom door wide open. Mm -mm. Now, 
me and my mom liked to play tricks on each other, and I assumed she had done it and hidden. I jumped up and yelled at her, but she came out of her bedroom looking confused. Now, we're both extra large pizzas, <laughs> built for comfort, not speed. <laughs> so i guess she hadn't managed to do it and run back in the time it takes me to sit up i figured it must have been a draft that blew it open so i checked the window all closed had a check of the door not easy to open but maybe it wasn't closed properly back into bed snuggled down for a few hours later the same thing happened this time, Mom comes out of her room telling me to be more careful of the door, and I'm still in bed. She thinks I'm trying to mess with her. We both <laughs> check the windows, doors, etc. I suggest that we put my heavy handbag behind the door and act as a doorstop. At about 3 in the morning, I woke up, and when I got the light on, I realized the door was open, <gasps> and my bag and its contents were scattered across the floor. Uh-uh. I decided to just leave it and rolled over to go back to sleep. Savage. We got up the next morning and packed up to leave as we were heading home. I insisted that the door hadn't been me and my mom insisted it wasn't her, but we were both tired and decided to pop to the cafe downstairs for breakfast. We went down and the place was run by the owner who turned out to know the owner of the flat we'd been staying in. She asked how we found it, and I said fine, before Mom piped up that it was lovely except for the ghost playing with the door. The cafe owner said, oh, yeah, that's what everyone says. Oh, fuck. Now for a story from my family. My granddad passed away a few years ago, but he was a very no-nonsense man who was originally from a dirt-poor family in the north of Ireland. He was very practical and didn't believe in anything he couldn't see. He had one weird quirk, which was that he would insist on taking food with him everywhere he went. He literally wouldn't leave the house without some type of snack in his pocket, but he'd never eat it. As a kid, I noticed it, but didn't think anything about it. And as a teenager, I just figured it was because he was raised so poor. Hospitalized with malnutrition a couple of times before his teens poor. Oh my god! Bless it. When I was about 16, I was visiting my great-uncle, granddad's brother, in Ireland, and we were heading out to visit someone when I noticed he was putting some bread in his pocket before we left the house. We went on our visit and came back home, and I decided to ask about the habit, and he told me it was in case of the hungry grass. <gasps> what? Well, that raised more questions than it answered. He told me the following. When my granddad and his brother were about 10 and 12 years old, they were making a little bit of money doing errands for a shop in the village. This meant walking literally miles to deliver things to people who lived in the mountains around the village. They loved it because they usually delivered to old people who would give them some tea and treats to eat, which they didn't get at home. They had dropped something off at one place and had been given a sandwich for their trouble and were walking to the next drop-off. It was about a mile between houses. They had been walking for a while and were nearly there, but the weather was nice and they were playing as kids do. Suddenly, my granddad fell to the ground. My great uncle thought he was playing and told him to get up, but granddad couldn't speak. My great uncle tried to get him to stand, but granddad was doubled over, clutching his stomach and gasping. Not knowing what to do, my great-uncle ran to the nearest house and told the lady inside that his brother was hurt and couldn't move. 
She grabbed something off the table and ran back to my granddad, who was still on the ground, pale as a sheet and barely conscious. The lady dragged him a few meters away and took the bottle that she had grabbed and poured milk down my granddad's throat. Within a few minutes, he started coming around. She and my great-uncle carried him back to the house where she forced him to eat some bread. When he could speak again, Granddad said that he felt like his stomach was being ripped apart and a terrible hunger like he'd never felt before. The lady told them that he had walked on some hungry grass, which is a patch of grass where a victim of the Irish famine had fallen and died while walking to find help. When you step on it, you feel what they felt as their spirit tries to feed on you. What? The only way to get over the attack is to get away from the grass and eat something. It affected them so much that the two men carried a spare snack with them every day of their lives since. More than 70 years. As you'll see from my email address, I work for a heritage charity in the UK and have some great spooky stories about the buildings we care for. Give me a shout if you'd like them sent over. Creep it real, you wonderful women. Lots of love, Victoria. Okay, one second. Is that where, like, I thought she was joking with us at first, and she was going to say, and he was attacked by the hangry monster or something? Mm-mm. No, no, no. It took a turn of, holy the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I, so, like, what if he hadn't gone to go get help from that house and that lady knew right? what it was? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Y'all y'all live, live some lives. Right? You know, that makes me think of, like, every time that you just get, like, a sudden terrible feeling, like, mm-hmm. where you, like, oh, my God, I feel sick right now. Oh, my God, I need to eat. I yeah. do that. <laughs> but it's like, what if that is something else? I don't. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Why do you eat so much? Um, excuse me. I was on hungry grass. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, I was trying to make a joke about pot making you have the munchies oh. and hungry grass making you hungry, and it just didn't happen. It would have been good, though. Okay. Okay. Hey, gals. I'd like to first say how much I love your podcast. It has literally been the only reason I have survived commuting from San Diego to L.A. every day. Oh, oh God, that sounds like a terrible commute. She said, yes, I know I'm crazy. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, we're glad that we can be of any service. She likes to service things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm good at it. Damn. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Damn. I sound like a 90s fake rapper. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the scary shed. This takes place in my father's hometown in Jalisco, Mexico. I was about nine years old when this happened, but this still gives me chills to this day. Tell me. Tell, wait. I just sound like, call me now. Yeah, I was like, wait, Cleo, you were possessed. I was always super close to my paternal grandmother, and when she passed, it was really hard on me. The tradition in Mexico is to keep the body at their home for two days, then they're buried. Soon after my grandmother died, they transported her body to my grandparents' home, where we were all staying. I was literally sleeping with a dead body in the next room. (laughs) Anyways, it was the second day, the day before her burial, when I was passing by her room where she was. And like usual, my nosy ass loved to check who was there, 
But at that moment, no one was there, at least I thought. On my way back inside, I saw someone from the corner of my eye. I turned to look and bam, there was my grandmother next to her casket staring at me. What the fuck? What? I then did a double take and yup, there she is waving at me. I just stood there in awe of what I had just seen. After a few seconds, I finally turned around to leave as she disappeared. To this day, I felt like she was always next to me. Especially during my pregnancy. This pregnancy was a high risk from the very beginning. And since the moment I saw the little positive sign, I felt that she was right there with me in the restroom. I unfortunately lost my baby at nine weeks, but even during that process, I would talk out loud to her while trying to process my different choices. Most of my family has dreams of her, which makes me jealous, but at the end of the day, I'm the one who saw her full-ass apparition. My story probably isn't as scary as others, but I thought I'd share it. I've also had my volume button in my car scroll to the left, and then after cussing the spirit out, it turned right, making the volume rise again. I live on base at Camp Pendleton, which has its own scary shit going on. Maybe I'll email about the scary ghost that lingers around my housing area. Thank you always for making my drive a little easier. Y'all are the best. Best Jasmine. Wow. Oh my God. Well, I have to read you her title. It says... The time my grandmother chucked her deuces up next to her casket. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you were smiling. Yes. Yes. Wowza. That was amazing. Right. Oh, Thank you for sharing that. Wow. That was very powerful. And yeah, you're lucky. You're the one that got to see her like, full blown, like, stand there and wave. All I picture is her stand there like the um, Tom Hanks (laughs) Oh, yes. From, oh, my God. Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. Save. That's great. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, I love that story. That's, yes. That, I mean, because, you know, she said she knows it's not as scary, but that's great. Thank you for sharing. Yes. It's so heartwarming. And we definitely want to hear about the ghost on base. Uh, yes. Sign us up. Hey, you beautiful ladies and Princess Marley. I lo- I know. <laughs> I want to start by saying I love, love the podcast, and it keeps me smiling and giggling while I work. You two have such a beautiful friendship, which makes the show even greater. And then they say, I will get on with my tail. (laughs) You have a tail? uh, Oh, my God. Do you chase it? (laughs) If you all could have seen her face, she looked at me like, what? Oh. That would be me as a dog, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see the video? I think somebody posted it in the group of the mm-hmm. dog that actually caught their tail, and they were like, "Now and they what?" Walked, they like, walked, talked yeah. it. Oh my god! <laughs> but thank you for the lovely words. Yes, thank you so much. It was the summer of 1990. I was seven, and my sister Jess was 13. Earlier that year, Jess and I had begged my daddy to build us a playhouse. He finally gave in and started building off the barn behind our house. Mama said she wanted us close to the house if we planned on spending the night out there. Oh, she's a southern girl, too. Mm-hmm. The playhouse was straight across from Mama and Daddy's bedroom. The day that Daddy finished, me and Jess started moving our entire bedroom, it seems like, out to the playhouse. We decorated like nobody's business. We had blue curtains on the side window, one of our old wood toy boxes under the window piled with pillows and a throw for a little reading nook. That's so cute. I know. We had some of our favorite kind of snacks on the shelves that Daddy had built in. 
We even moved our little black and white TV along with my little battery-operated pink radio out there. It was such a bitchin' setup. (laughs) That was funny. At least me and Jess thought so. Anywho, we didn't get to spend the night out there that night, so we planned on the next night. You can imagine the excitement. A week later, we spent every night in the playhouse. Side note, we lived out in the boonies. Our closest neighbor was a mile away, which means the police were even further. So if shit got weird, we were prepared to handle things ourselves. With that being said, Daddy did take precautions where Jess and I were concerned. He had built a drop bar lock system, one on the inside and one on the outside. The rules were simple. Pee before going to bed while Mommy and Daddy were still up. Make sure we had everything we needed, food, drinks, toys, etc. Once they were in bed, we had to lock the door and not open it until the next morning. At this point, we discovered that there were coyotes running around and a mountain lion wandering around the mix as well. Oh, shit, no. So, definitely not going out at night. Mm-mm. I could, no fucking way. The, as soon as that lock hit the door, I would be like, I gotta fucking pee. As soon as that lock hit the door, I'd be like, I, I want my mama. Yeah, I'm not so into this. I want to say it was Saturday night. Jess and I had watched the Arsenio Hall show <laughs> and had finished up an episode from Tales of the Crypt. I started early into the Demented and the Macabre. Yes, girl, me too. We had been asleep for an hour, I'm guessing, when Jess and I were jolted awake by a crash outside our window. We were scared shitless, and everything happened so fast after that. We heard Mama yell at Daddy that the PM bastard was out there at the girls' playhouse. <laughs> We could hear her yell it, I'm going to kill him, as she ran through the house. <laughs> is this, I feel like this is an episode of the Clampets. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the screen door clapped loudly shut as Mama made her way out of the house with our little dog, Gizmo. <gasps> hey! Don't let Tiffany near it. So Gizmo was on her mom's heels, wanting in on the action. We could hear him barking across the yard. We couldn't bring ourselves to peek outside, so we just huddled together in our pallets on the floor. Mama yells, he's going down the chicken coop. (laughs) Blam. I'll kill you bastard for fucking with my girls. Blam. You son of a bitch. Blam. Or insert your own pew pew sound effects. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't breathe. (laughs) Just a few minutes later, Mama comes to the playhouse. We open the door to see Mama in her nightshirt and undies with a shotgun. (laughs) Shotgun propped on her hip like she's Annie fucking Oakley. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, we were terrified out of our minds and we went into the house that night. The next morning, we went out to investigate. Right outside our window of the playhouse was a perfect ass print along with shoe and handprints on a piece of scrap tin Daddy had forgotten to get up after roofing the playhouse. Fast forward a month later. Jess and I were arguing, as sisters do, I'm pretty sure I was being little shit as per usual. Girl, same. She wanted to be left alone in the playhouse, and I didn't think it was fair. But in true little shit form, I yelled, Fine, you want to stay out here by yourself? You stay in there by yourself. And I got the bright idea to lock her in the playhouse. (laughs) I slam the drop bar down and walk off. A few hours later, Mama and I hear Jess screaming and crying. I was like, Oh crap, I'm going to get my ass beat because Jess was going to tell on me. I slunk in behind Mama and ran out the door with her to find out what's wrong. We meet Jess halfway to the playhouse. She's white as a ghost, sweating and out of breath. Mama starts freaking out and tries to get the answer out of Jess. She's got her hands on her shoulders, shaking 
back and forth demanding an answer. Finally, Jess mumbles skeleton and points at the playhouse. (gasps) Mama's eyes got big and she started breathing heavier. She asks Jess where and she tells Mama that it's behind the playhouse under the back window. Mm -mm. All three of us start shakily walking towards the back of the playhouse. We get to the corner and Mama stops us. I could tell she was scared. Hell, I was too. She asked Jess what exactly happened and how she found it. I thought, yep, my ass is grass. (laughs) She proceeds to tell Mama that I locked her in and wouldn't let her out. The only way out, since no one heard her yelling, was to climb out of the back window. When she jumped down, she heard an odd noise and looked down at her feet. And there they were, a pile of bones. (gasps) Mama hung her head and mumbled, oh God, I killed the motherfucker. I killed the motherfucker and he crawled back up here and died. We stood there at the corner for what seemed like hours when, in reality, it was only a few minutes. Mama dragged in a shaky breath and I could tell she held it in. She finally took a step around the corner and stared down for a second and she slumped against the wall and let her breath out. With a jittery voice, she said, It's a fucking possum. (laughs) It's just fucking possum bones. We all walked back in relieved that we didn't find the peeping bastard's bones in the back of the playhouse. I did get my ass busted twice. Once by mama and once by daddy. The peeping bastard would come back from time to time. We never could catch him though and we never knew who he was. I hope you enjoy. Love you gals and Marley. Stay safe and creep it real. Love Jenny Bird. Oh Oh, my my god. God. (laughs) I feel like I just watched like the best country show ever. Yes. Like Little House on the Prairie meets the Clampets meets somebody else amazing and it all was rolled into one amazing story. Yes. Like Kelly Pickler's reality show or something. Yes. Oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the I'ma kill that bastard. <laughs> I can't I can't even do it. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Not even <laughs> Who is she? Emerald Lagasse? <laughs> no, that's... I don't know what it is. It's Bam. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. That was so good. Oh, God. Hey, ladies. Just want to start off by saying that I love listening to the podcast. It keeps me super entertained on my way to and from work. Thank you both so much for everything you do and the badass sticker that I received from both of you a couple of months ago. Oh, my God, girl. Thank you. Yes. And also, thank you for listening and sending in your story. So, Mm -hmm. let's get to it. Okay, so I have a pretty long story to share. I've been wanting to send in, but it's kind of long, so I didn't know if I should. But then I was like, they will love this. So, buckle up. Here it goes. So, I have a best friend that we've been more like sisters than anything for years. We have somewhat of a special connection, like we can know what each other is thinking without even having to say it. So, a few years ago, her cousin unfortunately passed away. A little of the backstory, so it all makes sense, is her cousin was young, maybe 18 or 19 years old. She got mixed in with a rough crowd and ended up in a gang. Oh, shit. So, needless to say, she didn't have any contact with any of her family for quite some time. About a week or so before her passing, she went to her dad's house and told him that she was wanting out and wanted to move back home and get her life in order, 
but that she was scared because the boyfriend that she had must have been the leader of all this, and she thought he would surely kill her. Oh, God. About a week or so later, she passed away in a really bad car accident, and the boy that she was dating slash scared of was in the car with her, and he survived the crash. Oh, no. No one really knew why they crashed, and it was just really confusing. So, after her funeral, weird shit started to happen. My best friend believes in the paranormal and ghosts, but she kind of just ignores stuff and brushes it off. I, on the other hand, 100% believe because of other things that have happened to me, but it scares the shit out of me and I can't ignore it. So things start happening to my friend, like we're knocking on the wall or tapping on a window, things like that, but she ignored it. Like I said, she and I are extremely close and tell each other everything. So I'm guessing since what we thought was her cousin wasn't getting to her, she decided that she was going to get my attention. So every night around the same time, every single night for a month, I would hear knocking on my wall beside my bed. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Mm. <laughs> Isn't it no? I have very strong feelings about this. No. <laughs> Pup. Yeah. If I ignored that, it would go to tapping on the window. By the way, I lived in a two-story house and my room was upstairs with no trees around, so yeah. Oh my god. Well, it finally started getting super loud and super creepy, so I called my best friend and talked to her about it. The same shed at the same time was going on at her house, too. My mom worked third shift as a nurse, and I would think that I would hear her come home from work early in the morning, and I would call for her and go downstairs to see if she was home, and no one would be there. It would sound like she opened the garage door, came in, and walked straight to her bedroom. Of course, she thought I was nuts, until my friend talked me into going to the road where her cousin died right before we got to the very spot my mom called me mad as hell because she thought I came home, went upstairs, and took a shower, then left. I hadn't been home all day long. Oh, my God. At this point, she's a believer that I'm not crazy, and I was actually experiencing some shit. So, as I'm on the phone with her, and we pull up to the place where my friend's cousin passed away, we look at the clock, and it's the exact same time (gasps) that the report says that the crash happened. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Her family, at this point, didn't believe that they had just crashed the car, that something else had happened. When we got ready to leave the site, we were chased by a red truck down the road, and we didn't know who it was or why, but it was super scary. So I was so scared, and I wasn't getting any sleep because of all that shit that was going on in my house. I decided that night I was just going to stay with my boyfriend since my mom was going to be at work. I thought, surely I would get some sleep there. Mm-hmm, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we lay down and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Netflix and chill. <laughs> fall asleep on each other, and we're moving. <laughs> in the middle of the night, I woke up because my boyfriend is literally holding me in his arms like an infant crying, caressing my head, saying, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I didn't mean to. Please forgive me. No, no, no. So I'm like, what the fuck? He was asleep. So when I woke him up, he thought I was nuts and was like, I never did that. So of course I told my best friend. So finally they figure out what actually happened to her cousin and why she died. 
The guy she was dating was actually driving the car. They were running from some guys in a red truck. I was just about to say that. Well, like, earlier when you said that, I was like, Mm -hmm. I bet that's what happened. They were running from somebody in a truck. Yes. Okay. So, the red truck that was chasing them, it was Mm gang-related, and they wrecked. Her boyfriend had been drinking, and he thought she was dead because she got thrown from the car. What does he do? He moves her body, which everyone knows is not okay, because if she was alive and had a spine injury or something like that, moving her the wrong way could kill her. Mm -hmm. He put her in the driver's seat and got in the passenger seat to make (gasps) it look like she was the one who was driving. Oh, my God. We all know this now because he felt so bad after everything. He fessed up and told everything, and he's now in jail. (gasps) After the family learned the truth, everything stopped, and nothing like that ever happened again. To this day, my best friend and I both think that her cousin was trying to get us, through her action, to try to figure out what really happened, in case it was never 100% solved. I know this story is long and sounds insane, but I swear on everything that it's 100% true. Thank y'all again for everything you do. Love, Sydney. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Holy fuck. One, I thought, mm-hmm. plot twist, your boyfriend killed her. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Skirt, red heron. Like, what the fuck? That was so good. That reminds me of the Greenbrier ghost that helped her mama solve her murder. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so glad you wrote in to us, Sydney. Yes. That was so good. You were right. We loved it. Mm-hmm. The subject of this one is sinister sightings. Sinister indeed. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do I... This is what she says. Or somebody. I don't know if it's she. Do I have a story for you two awesome ladies? Ooh. I'm guessing it's sinister indeed. Ooh. I'm going to jump right in as to not make it too long. There's some history I have to tell as well. So, here we go. For my birthday, my boyfriend, Matt took me to the historic Buxton Inn, said to be haunted, and we were going to stay the weekend. Since we are not from this part of Ohio, I googled nearby things to do. Through the Google Guides, (laughs) (laughs) I found a flashlight tour of Licken County Historic Jail. How could I pass up going to Licking Jail? (laughs) The name alone got me. It was built in 1889 and ran until 1987. The jail looks beautifully creepy, like a mini castle. Chocolate brown stone, sandstone trim, turrets, stained glass, arches, even creatures carved into the stone. You know I love a turret. Mm-hmm. So I convinced Matt, who is a saint, to go, even though it meant passing up a fancy meal he made reservations for. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Dang, that's good. So we get there, and we had to wait for the next group to start. We chatted with these three super nice people who volunteered there trying to restore it. They tell us creepy stories of the place and let us hear EVPs they got. (gasps) Goosebumps. I'm even more excited to start. Our group was just the tour guides, us, and one other couple. As we go up to the living quarters for the sheriff, they tell us how four sheriffs died in the bedroom. All from heart attacks. My curiosity got the best of me, and I go to walk in the room. Mind you, the only light is from the flashlight, but I didn't have mine on, and everyone else was in the other rooms. As I go to walk in the room, Matt tells me not to go in, and he got weird vibes in there. Well, I never listen to him and go in without him. (laughs) 
That's so me. I'd be like, cool story, but I'm going. (laughs) I'm standing towards the back of the room that's not very wide, but long. And I'm just looking around a little when I get the sense that someone is coming up behind me and kind of look over the back of my shoulder. Uh Uh-uh. When I see the head and part of the shoulder, dark line like a shadow, but in 3D like the rest of his body just faded from there. Mm Mm-mm. I watch as he quickly walks behind me and past me. I feel something brush up against my arm, and I look down and back up, and it was gone. Like, he walked out the door. I walk to the entrance of the room, and no one was around to cause the shadow. I take a few steps back to the room and process and leave. I kind of say I saw something to Matt, but I joined the group and continued the tour, even though I was freaked out. I mean, I saw a full-on ghost and felt it walk past me. Holy fuck. We get brought up to the women's floor, and they tell us about David, a sinister spirit who loves women. While they are talking, I feel a tingling on my head, like someone gently moving the hair from your face and back. It didn't feel like a touch, just the tingle. I ignored that, and they said that David likes to play with hair. Um, what the fuck, she says. Matt also hears a low laugh behind him as they're talking. Sidebar, I gotta go back. If I'm gonna have to deal with a fucking ghost, that's the kind of fucking ghost I want. <laughs> I was about to say, how can you not comment on that? That would be my heaven. Seriously. She loves her hair played with. Like, it's everything. If I had all the money in the world, <laughs> I would pay someone to just play with my hair. Yeah, you can pay me. I okay. need the money. We keep going through the jail, and we get to Carl... Etherington's. Well, that's a hard word. Etherington. Etherington's. Anyway, his cell. Who was drugged out from the jail and lynched by a mob of 5,000 people. What? After two suicide attempts. One where he tried to hit his head against the wall. And another where he lit his coat on fire and tried to kill himself with the smoke. Oh, my God. As soon as I got to the cell, I felt sick, hot, nauseous, and lightheaded. I didn't know anything about Carl or how he had died before they told the story. I really think I was feeling what he was feeling that day. Holy fuck. Which it didn't even register until we got to the next cell block that that's why I was off in that cell. Then we go through more cell blocks where I got a picture of a giant black shadow standing at the end of the hall. I posted it on your Facebook page. I still have shivers from that as I didn't see it with my eyes while I was there. So, just an added bonus, your bedazzled boo went there. Mm-hmm. Season 9, episode 13. They didn't get much, but they do discuss David a little. In any case, it was a life-changing experience and an insane birthday present. I hope you enjoyed the story. I tried to give you just the highlights, but it's worth a little research. This place is so cool, but not as cool as you two. Love your podcast, and even though you don't know, you're my BFFs. Aww. Sharon. Sharon! Loved it. Yes. You know what? You took a licking and you kept on ticking. (laughs) Shit! (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how just like walking in a room like that can just make you suddenly feel ill. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was a strong spirit. Like a strong, you know. Mm -hmm. I I say that like I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) He was strong. David was basically the Gaston. Mm -hmm. Hey ladies. I love your podcast. I'm a new listener and have been binge listening. Yeah. I just wanted to share with you a creepy true life story. 
When I was six, my parents split. My mom moved out into an apartment for about six months, as far as I know. I can't really remember all too well because I was a kid. My grandparents decided to move out of their cabin, and my mom moved into their home. We spent one week with my dad and one week with my mom and just rotated that way. I dreaded going to my mom's house as I got a bit older because weird things started happening. Mm-mm. I never wanted to be left alone at her house, and my twin brother would make fun of me for it. But at night, when I would try to fall asleep, I would hear breathing in my ear, <gasps> or I would hear, Wake up! No, uh-uh. Look, do not disturb my sleep. <laughs> Who disturbs my slumber? <laughs> I also had a mirror so I could see out of my bedroom door as I laid in my bed, and I would sometimes see a shadow in the mirror. No! We would hear weird noises coming from the basement at times, but my mom always excused the weird noises. Then, one morning, we were eating breakfast, and my brother told my mom and me about this weird dream he had. He said it seemed like he was awake, laying in his bed, and he saw a man in a top hat standing in the hallway. Uh Uh-uh. My mom stopped dead in her tracks, and she said that she had that same dream. I don't have a ton of real timelines or anything, just a bunch of creepy memories. Sorry. So I don't know how long after, but I know that it had to be around Christmas time. My mom and I were watching TV, and she goes, Do you hear that? I said no. She pressed mute on the TV and then went into the kitchen to investigate. Nothing. We resumed watching TV. And within a few minutes, I look at her and go, okay, I think I hear it now. She turned the TV off and it was louder. I got freaked out, so I hid behind the Christmas tree. She went into the kitchen and I could still see her. She goes, oh my God. And I'm like, what? She tells me to come look and points at the basement door. The door was violently shaking in the latch. What? My mom flings the door open, turns on the light, and there's nothing there. She ran down the stairs saying, whatever you are, get out of my house. A handful of people I have told this story was like, it was the wind or a vent or... No. Or something because it was winter. There are no vents near that door. And this is something we never experienced before or after. There were a lot of experiences with noises, things being moved or going missing, etc. We had what we called the back room at our house. It was one of the only unfinished rooms in the basement, and it was just a bunch of shelves and storage. My mom would sometimes go in there to get something, and the boxes would be open and things all over the floor. Mm -mm. She continuously blamed my brother and me for it, but it was never us. When I was 15, I was home alone, looking out the window, waiting for my dad to come pick me up, and something went boom. It was so loud that the floor shook. I took a peek out of the windows, thinking maybe it was a neighbor outside doing something. Nope. No one. Mm -mm. I went back to stand at my post, and it happened two more times. Mm -mm. I was standing above the back room, so I ran my ass outside and sat in the driveway to wait. We moved out a couple of years later, and stuff like that didn't happen anywhere else I've lived. What's weird is my grandparents moved in right after the house was built. It wasn't as though there were people who died in the house or anything like that. Prior to them moving in, it was just a bunch of farmland. I think I was around 13 when my mom had her psychic friend come to the house, and the woman was able to pinpoint 
all the areas we frequently had experiences, and she was able to feel death in those places. Oh, God. Now, this is 10 plus years from living in that house, and I recently spoke to my mom about it. I was getting silly, and I was like, did you use a Ouija board or something when you were a kid? And she paused and then said, oh, my God, yes. (gasps) She said when she was a teenager, she had a sleepover, and they tried to have a seance in the basement. No. Then all of a sudden, she began recalling these super strange things that were happening to her when she was growing up in the house. One example was that when she was walking to her room, a rope dropped in front of her in the hallway and then vanished. What? Anyway, I could go on, but this email is super long. I just wanted to tell you, ladies, I would probably have difficulty believing in ghosts or hauntings had I not grown up in a house that I'm 99% sure was haunted. The house has also been moved out of a bunch of times and even abandoned for a bit since we left it. Pretty weird. Have a good one, ladies. Best, Emily. Wow. Holy fuck. Your mama straight up opened something. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if she just didn't close it. I don't don't know why I'm pretending like I know what I'm talking about (laughs) with Ouija boards. But... Some sort of portal is open somewhere for something. Oh, my gosh. And it's coming through. Basements. Ugh. Golly. That was good. All these are good, as always. Y'all never freaking disappoint. Never. Keep sending them in to us, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, www.aparanormalchicks.com, and send them in that way. Yep. And like we always say the we look forward to these episodes Mm -hmm. we love getting to know y'all more and we love sharing your stories with Mm -hmm. everyone absolutely so keep them coming paranormal stories true crime stories urban legends weird shit your kids do all the shit send them on in if something happened to you when you were taking a shit that was weird send that in too Mm -hmm. on that note remember creep it real and and don't don't get get scared. scared